Hello and welcome to Be Yoga Live with Jenny B. My name is Jenny B and I am your host coming to you from Montreal, Canada. Um, the idea with this show is that we talk about yoga, all things yoga, expected and unexpected, maybe with a little less emphasis on the things that most of us already know about yoga, a little less talk about what, uh, what pose and what posture this is and really getting into some of the deeper levels of yoga and, uh, and yogic philosophy. So today, I feel so, so honored and, uh, and humbled to have the guest that I do have on today, who is one of my absolute favorite yoga teachers in, uh, in Montreal, and he's known internationally, he's known, um, he's known as a yoga teacher, of course, and he calls himself a yogipreneur. He's the founder of Dana, as well as Bodhi. He has a, ah, he's author of, um, author is, <laughs> I'm going to go long on and on and on about all of these things that this man has, uh, has done in his lifetime. But I will introduce him if you do not recognize his face, Bhaskar Goswami. Thank you so, so much for being here with me today. So um, welcome, welcome. Delighted to be here with you, Sister Jenny. What a treat. And this inaugural journey to your Yogi B post, uh, podcast. What an honor. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I wanted to, yeah, there's a lot of things that, and I, I, I kind of have to say, um, I will probably invite you back to speak a number of times, whether you have the time to come back or not, I don't know. There's many things we could talk about today, but in our phone conversation the other day that we had um, an agreeing to do this show, we were talking about living skillfully. And this is something that I have seen you speak about before, Bhaskar, and even just the words living skillfully, maybe some of us have an idea of what that could mean, and maybe it's you know very abstract for others. But I, um, I think uh, these days, <laughs> I think these days we could all use a little help in understanding what it means to live skillfully. I don't personally feel, uh, you know, even as a yoga teacher and meditator that I'm, I'm living super skillfully these days, navigating all of the, the craziness that's going on. So yeah, maybe we can just get right into it and, and, um, and you can tell us a little bit about what you mean by living skillfully. It was a revelation for me too, this notion of uh, living more skillfully, um, as a process and our destination. Um, so much of my life was based on external you know, validation and approval. And uh, as the external world becomes more and more uncertain in these times, uh, it's difficult to live skillfully when, uh, when your barometer is outside in. So living skillfully is basically an invitation to consider the opposite of living inside out. In uh, you may not know what's going to happen outside, but you should have some understanding what's happening inside, you know, and, and, and that becomes the, uh, the source of navigation through life. So it's really about, okay, not sure how this is going to be received, who's going to benefit and what's going to happen next. But I do know what my purpose is here and, uh, and what my skills and gifts are and how I can refine them and offer them. And in that, there's some confidence and clarity. And do you have any tips for people, you know, even, even for me, who's like, please, Bhaskar, tell me, how do I live more skillfully? Um, are, you, are you able to guide people in uh, your work as a teacher or whatever work that you are doing to discover, um, discover what some of their personal gifts might be? Yeah, uh, in, in very broad strokes, you know, there are really four uh, categories in which uh, we want to develop the skillful living. One is knowing your dharma which is really knowing what your seed purpose is, much like a seed uh, of a rose becomes this rose. It can never become a mango tree. 
similarly, what, what is your seed essence, your unique talents and attributes? And we all have them. We all have our geniuses. Uh, also knowing the second one is material pleasures, you know, things that are meaningful for you, you know, and, and not noisy. Uh, so that's the internal based, you know, material pleasures, experiences that are uniquely pleasurable for you as well. This I call Kama, uh, experiential pleasures. And finally, a deeper knowing of the self, knowing really, you know, beyond this physical, biological, psychological self, you know, there's, there's a subtle aspect to this human condition and some curiosity around that, which is called moksha. And, uh, and, and there are definite ways to, to, to have some sense of clarity in all these four different uh, uh, parts of our lives that really determine how we manifest ourselves. Dharma is the one that pops out to me as the most interesting. Uh, in mm. a time, I'm just looking for my water. In a time where the majority, if not, yeah, the majority of people that I have in my own life are now questioning, what the heck? <laughs> you mm. know, for those of us who, uh, who are mostly teaching yoga full time, I personally feel that transition to online, even though I resisted it and am still kind of resisting it. Um, there was room and space for me to grow from a teacher in a yoga studio to now teaching online and actually with the potential to reach more people. I feel mm -hmm. really uh, blessed and I feel like that is not what is, uh, what is the case for many of the people that I have in my life who are now going back to school, uh, who are now just kind of sitting around, um, you know, sitting around collecting uh, government money is not quite what I mean, but like really just sitting in this place where work is done and they, they just don't, they just don't know what the purpose is anymore. What's the mm. point? You know, there's an adage, simplicity is mastery, you know, keep things really simple. And if you're waiting for somebody else to prescribe what you're about, or you're waiting for some, you know, godlike power to change your life. This is very disempowering. But if, for example, I'm a yoga teacher, it's that simple and I and whatever portal opportunity there is to share you know this beautiful gift you know uh, share my enthusiasm really that's what it is so right now it's sharing through zoom oh is that so okay I'll share through zoom and then maybe it changes but as long as I know what I'm about then I can modify and mold to whatever is happening around me mm -hmm. but if I don't know what I'm about that creates stress and anxiety and you know just know what you're about and just, you know, the rest is about manifesting that, you know, by any means necessary. <laughs> and if it's Zoom, it's Zoom. Um, it's it. So it feels, it, I, I hear this sense and I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted with this. It seems like um, if you can't beat them, join them. And I don't mm. know that I love, I don't know that I love that sentiment, but I, I don't really know what else to do. Is that, is that something that you can align with? If you can't beat them, join them. If you can't teach in the studio, might as well teach online. You know, I think we, the prayer, and I may be uh, distorting a little bit, you know, you know, God give me the, uh, uh, the strength to change the things I can, uh, the, the patience to accept things I can't change and the wisdom to know the difference. So I think that's what comes into play. There are some things that you can certainly, you know, all right, let's go, you know, teach in a yoga studio. But in, in this time, you know, most would consider that to be quite reckless, you know. So, uh, yes, in this time, it's most conducive to for the well-being of my family and, and those around me in my community and society. This is the best way for me to teach. And it might change next month, next year. Uh, you know, so, it, you know, and this is not something to prescribe for somebody else. It might not be not seem reckless. You know, that's uh, that's a personal thing. 
Um, but it's just for me to know, okay, here's something I can change. And a lot of what I do is actually sort of uh, subtle activism, <laughs> you know, um, and there's some things that, all right, I'll play with that. That's what's happening. Wearing a mask, that's what's happening. Okay, I'll play with that. You know, I, I, to me, it's uh, it's a very small thing to ask for, um, considering that I may be saving a life potentially. Okay, to the best of my knowledge, that's 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 perfectly fine. For somebody else, that's not acceptable. So, and that's not for me to prescribe. It's really for people to have some clarity um, in 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 what they're about, and and just weighing out, you know, how best to manifest, you know, uh, and manifest this. For some, for some people, maybe it's uh, it's growing organic food. For some people, it's music. For some people, it's uh, you know activism of some sort. Perfect. Just find a way to manifest it. Now, I know you don't uh, on your list of wonderful things that you do and qualities uh, that you have and things you have done. Uh, you don't call yourself necessarily a life coach, right? Mm -hmm. Do you have that no, title? I don't, no. You don't. No, I don't have that title. But no. you're somebody who I personally would feel very comfortable coming to uh, to to coach me in my life. I'm just wondering if um, if there's anything uh, for the people that are watching who may you know may not necessarily be practicing yoga da yoga daily or meditating daily. Um, what are some things they could start to look into in order to uncover those ideas of what is your purpose, what is your dharma, especially when things have shifted so much? Do you have anything that you can maybe kind of coach them on or coach any of us? Yeah, um, I, I know coaches don't prescribe. Uh, they usually ask questions that go deeper into revelation. And in a sense, perhaps I do that. But really, I'm a very old school yoga philosophy guy. So, and when I say yoga... You have to understand what it is. It's a real comprehensive science of self. It's really profound, it, uh, you know, as yourself. Once you enter it, you realize what a comprehensive and deep science it is. And what I essentially do is, is share some insights and experiences, you know, and invite people to practice so they can discover for themselves what the Dharma is. And there's some very powerful practices. It's beyond the scope of our talk, but there are some very powerful practices that makes it very clear, you know, what your avatar is designed to manifest in this life. It's really not that difficult, actually. It's very simple. If we just take out all the noise and uh, it becomes crystal clear what your unique gifts are. I have a three-year-old at home and you have young ones as well. You, as a parent, you know, you know, the children are so different. They're so uniquely uh, manifesting in life. But along the way, we kind of lose sight of, of that. Uh, and as Einstein said, we're all born genius, but if you ask a fish to climb a tree, they'll spend his whole life feeling foolish. So a lot of us are like fish trying to climb trees, but all you got to do is just go into your water, you know, which is basically double down on your strengths. Know what your strengths are, double down on that. And everything that you have a challenge with is better to get somebody else who's strong on that. And together yeah. you can do things that were impossible individually. Well, nicely said, really nicely said. Now you have me curious, though. How do we how do we get into that uh, into those deeper practices, which are outside of the scope of our talk today? You know? <laughs> Not a talk for another time. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No, that sounds super inspiring. And knowing that, you know, maybe thinking of these times for people who are struggling with figuring out what their purpose is, that it is in a lot of ways a gift that we can have this time to pause. Maybe we were, you know, running in a direction that was making us money, and and uh, and that seemed like the right thing to do, but we weren't ever really feeling truly aligned. And now we have to mm. stop and and figure out what what the heck comes next. Mm -hmm. It's uh, 
it, the invitation first is to just stop, slow down, and take stock, like Eddie in. And, and okay, this is a whole new reality. Trying to go back to what it was, you know, I'm finding there are three narratives in the world right now. One is people who want to go back to the way it was, mm -hmm. you know, business as usual. And that's, they're, they're suffering greatly. Uh, or some of them are not actually, some of them are thriving, but they're still stuck in the old narrative. And some are seeing that the way it, things were, we're really heading off a cliff, a cliff of existence almost. We're, we're heading towards extinction. Uh, it's just not sustainable, you know, our, our behavior to this point. Uh, so there's a calamity and that's almost being uh, exaggerated in these times. And there's another category of people who are seeing it as a turning point in that there's an opportunity here for something new to happen. And how can I serve that opportunity? What is the world I wish to live in? And then what is the part I want to play in that world? And, and just start somewhere. If, if something piques your curiosity, just start somewhere and you'll find it naturally has a way of revealing the path. Can I ask you how, because this is something I've really, really been struggling with. Um, uh, I'm feeling very cynical and I'm feeling um, not as optimistic as a lot of my yoga teaching friends seem to be. I seem to be mm. in a place where uh, that, that turning point that you're talking about where it was one way and it can't, I feel like the direction we're going in is not really the direction that I want to be going in. And I'm just being taken along into, you know, mm. even things as simple as here we are meeting on Zoom. I don't remember the last time I saw you in person. You know, I mm. have now mastered the art of, of Zoom. I have like in the last couple of months, you know, I pay for like five subscriptions for five different things and I've learned how to use them. And it's been a, a big learning curve and a lot of it has been great, but I'm, I, um, I mean, I was a journalist before and a graphic designer and I was, you know, what I considered stuck on the computer every day. And then I started teaching yoga and I never had to use the computer anymore. And now I find myself in my room on the computer all day long. Um, anyway, just saying I, I'm, I'm questioning how to keep positive and how to, to find the lighter side of this when everything is going more and more tech very very fast where there are no more stores there's just amazon um you know like i i feel like this direction we're talking about is going like this and i i don't i don't feel great about it how do we mm. how do we have the momentum to turn it into something positive well one thing to notice is that your dharma is happening by itself i mean this moment your journalism and your yoga is coming together to manifest this how beautiful so there is the dharma speaking a friend of mine recently asked me the question in a spectrum of hope, where are you, scale of one to 10? And my response was, I'm a solid five. <laughs> <laughs> solid committed five. <laughs> okay, okay. Which means it really could go either way. And uh, again, the external world is, you know, is unknown. But I should have some say over who I am, you know? I should have some say over the story I want to contribute to. And I find a lot of life is really about storytelling. You know, we are story uh, trans, uh, transmitters and receivers. That's kind of what we do. And there's a it's story what you about- do. It's what you do. You are- <laughs> We all of, do that. If you have a moment, like, sorry, finish your thought and then tell us a yeah. story, could you? Uh, we have three kinds of stories. We have global collective stories. You know, I'm an Indian, I'm a Canadian, I'm a this and that, you know, all these co global collective stories. I'm a you know, businessman and so on. Then we have interpersonal stories, like I have my Jenny B story, you have your Pascal story, so we're projecting and receiving stories. Uh, but the most insidious ones are the, are the third one, the intimate stories that we don't want anybody to know, you know, the ones we tell ourselves. 
you know, uh, am I worthy? Am I good enough? Am I beautiful enough? I'm strong enough? And all that kind of stuff that goes on. So you have to just mind these stories because these stories affect our behavior. And if it's a story, hey, make it a good one. <laughs> you know, mm. we're just telling stories. <laughs> Why don't you make it a good one? <laughs> you know, because uh, we're just going to, you know, so I, I find stories very powerful. And um, I guess in a way is what is the story that Jenny B. Avatar wants to tell the world? And you basically manifest that story. Mm. And that's Tarma. Beautiful. Beautiful and inspiring and a little a little more than a five, maybe they're on a seven or a or a nine somewhere. Thank you. How <laughs> <laughs> hey, you already doing it? Do you have any any stories to uh, to end off here? Um, I remember Baskar sitting. So Baskar and I, I think, originally met at Happy Tree Yoga, uh, which was home to many many people for a long time. And uh, somehow my schedule happened where I was able to be in his class. I think there was one morning class, and then there was one evening class. And from time to time, I thankfully could make it to those classes. And uh, he always opened the class up. There were two things I noticed about Baskar. He told a lot of stories and he taught with his eyes closed and the eyes closed thing puzzled me until at some point over the last five or so years, I became the teacher who has to force her eyes open. <laughs> so I get it now. And it's a, uh, anyway, those were the things that I had observed about you. Um, but you used to tell these wonderful stories at the beginning of class. So I'm, I'm wondering if you, and you have a book that is uh, wisdom mm -hmm. stories that is all um, you know, these kinds of examples. Do you have anything that anything uh, possibly a little on the scale of maybe like a, a seven or a, a nine in, in hope terms that you could sort of put you on the spot with this story sure. thing, but I think you can do it. Yeah, yeah, not a problem at all. Firstly, just to qualify, I don't always teach my eyes close. When I close my <laughs> eyes, it's an invitation for the students to close their eyes. And when they close their eyes, they open my eyes. <laughs> So there's oh, yeah, that going I never on. would have seen that. I never would have seen that. Between you yeah. and me. Yeah. No, I do, but, but I do know. I, <laughs> and what I also do is I'm, I'm listening to the breath. So that allows me to tune into the breath and that'll tell me exactly what's going on with their body. As for storytelling, uh, this, this uh, a seven out of 10 kind of story, but more in a practical sense, this actually happened. So when the lockdown happened, we had time in our hands like many people. So we decided to tidy up all our books. And so we have a whole bunch of books and Caroline asked me to marry Kondo it, you know, that lady, you know, you got to really hold the book and feel it, you know, sort of a thing. So I was going through all this book and going, yes, no, yes, no, like this. And this book came in my hands and I'd never read it, didn't know who wrote it. And I couldn't connect with the book. I'm like, do I want to read this book or do I not want to read this book? Am I in love with this book? So I got curious. I just opened the book at a random page and it fell on this story. So this is a story that was in the book. The story goes like this. It's a Sufi story where they have this person called Nasruddin. Uh, he's in many stories, a very simple guy, but in his stories, you get some insights into life. So the story starts like this. One day, Nasruddin was walking outside his town and the plague came by. And Nasruddin looked at the plague and said, hey, what are you doing? And the plague said, well, I'll be honest with you. I'm going into town and taking 10,000 lives. Nasruddin was shocked. The plague went into his town, a hundred thousand people died. And as the plague was leaving the town, Nasrin was shocked and, and really furious. He said, plague, how could you do that? You promised me you'd take 10,000 lives and now a hundred thousand people are dead. How could you do that? And the plague responded, well, I was true to my word. I only took 10,000 lives. The rest died from fear. Oh, wow. 
Wow. Do we understand that, people? I do. I have chills all over my body. And we are definitely living in big time. Fear is 10 times more dangerous than the plague. Very important to cultivate profound inner confidence. And that's what yoga gives us. I don't even want to say anything more. We could, Bhaskar, let's, let's just, um, let's end it on that. Can we, because I want, I want a few crickets in the, in the room after that. Um, I'll just quickly, wow. (laughs) Now I have something to go think about this afternoon. Um, I just wanted to give people a place that they can go and uh, go and find more information about you. So a few websites that you have, you probably have a few more than this, but these are, these are some of the main ones. Uh, Global Dana, um, which was just actually a couple days ago, I saw on the Facebook uh, nominated for a Peace Award. So congratulations on that. Did you have uh, have anything that you wanted to to add about that? Well, I just want to say thank you on behalf of the entire Dana community. It's a, it's a collective project. It's a simple idea that's being manifested by a lot of people. It's about telling a better story about uh, when we are at our best. Human beings are such geniuses with so much generosity. And basically, there's a whole group of people who are telling that story. And it's amazing that uh, this uh, Canadian organization decided to recognize Dana uh, as a great idea, which which it is, (laughs) objectively speaking. It's a great idea. (laughs) It is. And you know what? Well, please, please, in the future, come back and speak specifically about Dana because it's uh, an amazing... uh, uh, an amazing organization, which has meant that many, many people can access yoga and similar practices in in ways that we maybe couldn't have uh, if uh, if you didn't put this together. So thank you, uh, yeah, thank you for that. Thank you for everything you do for that. I still have shivers from uh, from the story you told a moment ago. I knew you would. I knew you would come up with something if I put you on the spot. <laughs> Very I want to thank you. Yeah, no, you never, never to make it. Well, I have a whole book of stories. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really, thank you again so, so much, Bhaskar, for being there uh, today in in, um, in this first episode of what I'm hoping is many. This is something that, you know, just kind of popped up in my mind one day, and, and here we are, and you are so, uh, so gracious to accept the invitation to be here on the very first show, speaking with us of Skillful Living, and um, I will be here live every Friday. Uh, at 1.30 p.m. for, uh, I don't know, for the foreseeable future. <laughs> That's what I can promise. For the next while, I'll be here uh, live interviewing uh, interviewing yoga teachers and students, etc., from around Montreal, like Bhaskar, and, uh, and internationally. And I can't thank you again enough, Bhaskar. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for being there. And I hope um, I hope one day things align so that we can see each other in real life again. And a real proper hug. I just want to end with uh, all the viewers and listeners. Please give Jenny B some love and B Yoga some love. Share this video and allow her to thrive with this beautiful initiative that can only do good to whoever hears it. So thank you, Jenny B, for putting us out there. And may it thrive and reach many. My pleasure. Thank you, Bhaskar. See you again okay. soon. Bye-bye.